Hey, what's up, guys? This is Drew from the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast. Hey, today I've got Chris Wilson on with me. He is the founder of Alpha Dad Apparel and the Alpha Dad Coaching Community. Uh, during his nine to five, Chris is a real estate agent. And then outside of that, he runs Alpha Dad that helps uh, dads grow, become better versions of themselves in between. Uh, his philosophy stand on the grounds that men are in desperate need of realigning themselves with their inner warrior and adventurous side to become real men again. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, what did we talk about today? Well, thanks for having me, man. It was an awesome conversation. We uh, we looked, we went over shooting pistols, getting punched in the face. We talked about the importance of coaching, um, a little bit into self-accountability and the importance of holding yourself to a higher standard. And then most of all, we talked about how Chris doesn't like to run. Yeah, but you will be <laughs> signing up for the half marathon in April with me. I'm going to send you the link uh, after the show. So. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, hey, man, let's, uh, let's jump into the episode. Are you ready to become the dad you know you were meant to be? Good, because this is the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast, where imperfect action is better than perfect ideas, promises kept are more important than promises made, and nothing happens unless you make it happen. My name is Drew, father of two and founder of the Epic Dad Company. My mission is to help dads up their game and become the husbands, fathers, and men they are called to be. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the episode. All right, Chris, what is up, my man? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. So, hey, I saw um, I saw you on Instagram shooting a bunch of targets. Look pretty good. Yeah, I've been putting in the work. Um, <laughs> It's something that I've been trying to hone in on as far as a skill as of recently. Um, as you know, being in military, uh, if you don't shoot, you lose it. It's a muscle yeah. memory thing. So yeah. that's cool, man. How often are you shooting? Uh, right now we're shooting like every weekend. Okay. Um, at least putting about 200 rounds in just good drills, good foundations, fundamentals being set, um, shooting on the move, various targets. I, I, you know, I'm kind of spoiled because we have a course right here in my backyard. So, you know, why not hire somebody and come out to yeah. <laughs> coach me when I can? Are you, uh, are you doing just pistol stuff? Or are you doing like rifles? We're doing carbine classes too. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really fun. I, uh, again, it's something that I never really have been into. Um, I've always shotguns, but I've never really looked at it from like a competitive standpoint or even for, uh, you know, protection purposes. You know, my dad taught me how to shoot a gun growing up, but nobody really shot, you know, showed me like the fundamentals. Like mm -hmm. this is how you get really good and efficient at, you know, utilizing a weapon. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of really neat to, to jump into that world. And I tell you what, it's very addicting. Um, yeah. And it's expensive. Great. I was just saying, great. <laughs> I mean, so, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, no, you look pretty good on the pistol, man. You're like shooting and moving and doing all kinds of stuff. But uh, that, that's something like, so in, in the military, like, I could tell you everything there is to know about, like, an M4, um, you know, and a rifle and carbine. Like, we, you know, do that all the time. Like, and take it apart for together, like, with our eyes closed and stuff like that. But yep. pistols, we don't do much on. Um, so it's very impressive to see you shoot, man, because there's no way I could do that with a pistol right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And, I mean, I wasn't doing it out the gate, you know. It took a while to kind of build up to putting a, you know, creating a, a cadence of shots you know, as you're moving and how long you been doing it? How long you been trying to get competitive at it? Uh, probably the last six months, really. 
Um, it kind of started with the, the Alpha Dad group. Uh, we had our first like little pistol situation where we had a guy come out and coach some of the dads on, you know, how to conceal, how to fire appropriately, you know, how to take care of your gun. It was really, really basic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like I, I noticed the coach was kind of not pushing me, but he was, he was kind of showing me some things. He's like, you should try this. And then we kind of built a relationship from that first class, which was really neat. And then it kind of opened my world into, you know, I'm not shooting competitively yet, but it's something that I want to get to. And it's okay. just a really, it's a really neat thing. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pausing my notifications. I just had a, a Slack notification pop up and mess up our interview here. All right, cool. We're good, man. Um, no, it's cool, man. I'll, I'll definitely have to get down there and shoot with you. You can show me a thing or two on, on pistols. Um, but yeah, Chris, man, I wanted to bring you on just to talk. Uh, we met like, I guess about six months ago um, or so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to chat with you about your group that you have going on, the Alpha Dad. Um, kind of let me know like what was the genesis behind that and kind of just, you know, let me know about you and, and what you have going on with the group, man. So tell me tell me about first like family life. You've got two two kids now, right? Yep. I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, and then we have a third one on the way, just like you. So Yeah. Yeah. When, when's the due date? I think it's right at the beginning of July. Okay. Um, so it, it could be a June, July, baby. It's right there. Okay. Okay. And boys, girls are your two right now? Uh, I got a, my little girl's six and okay. then my little boy is one. Um, both of them are complete opposites, which I'm sure yeah. you see that as well yeah. in yours. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. and then the third one i think we're having a girl uh, i'm about 99 percent sure so okay are you are y'all gonna find out we haven't y'all... officially found out but based off of how the wife feels and everything else we we're pretty sure it's a girl so are y'all going are y'all going to or are you gonna wait we're gonna wait i yeah. kind of want to i want to surprise you know this this is gonna be this will probably be the last one for us so I, you know i want to run it yeah. out did y'all do that with the the first two Oh heck no! I had to know. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. Uh, my first one was a surprise, um, and yeah, it is like the coolest thing in the world, but something like I never want to go through again. Yeah, um, it's so stressful because you're like, well, I guess I'll just buy this gray onesie, you know. <laughs> well, the first one, the first one's a little different because you know you gotta your empty net or not empty your uh, your nesting or whatever it is that they call it, you know, and you're trying to like create the right room and have all the right stuff and you you have no clue what you're doing going into the first one so i mean hats off to you on that one so. yeah we just did everything like gender neutral like so my daughter's name is porter and we we're like all right if it's a boy porter if it's a girl porter you know yeah and then we, like, we painted her nursery like gray with mountains and stuff you know so we we're yeah. like all right it's kind of you know a little bit in between or whatever but i tell you what man like you are in for a treat it is the coolest thing in the world um to be in the delivery room and just like i, I mean that's a, a memory that I, I will like that'll never go away you know of just like being being there like cnp come out and just being like all right we got a girl man you know it's it's awesome it's uh i'm there with you it's one of those things where until you become like you can't understand what it's like to be a dad until you see your kid come into this world mm-hmm. and it's like my me i think you have both girls right Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was the same thing for me when I had Lily first. And it just, I, I went from the beer chugging, like football watching every weekend, partying with the dudes guy to the biggest softy, wanting yeah. to be with my little girl. Just 
you know, painting my fingernails, putting on makeup, playing games, whatever she wants. I'm there, you know. Yeah. You get that. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. You're, you're going to love it. it. It is amazing that the weight like that, it's like, you'll never want to do it again though. If you guys have a number four, are you guys having four? No, we're, we're stopping at three. <laughs> yeah. I think three is plenty, man. So, yeah. well, tell, tell me about, uh, tell me about the alpha dad group, man. We chatted about it a little bit before, but, um, you know, more to know what you got going on. Yeah. So, Alpha Dad has been a concept in the making for a little while now. Um, it's something that I just recently pulled the trigger on and really trying to help dads develop into the best versions of them of themselves, just like Epic Dad is trying to do. You know, I want to see guys grow. I want to see them, you know, not become complacent. Um, I think that's something that as a society, we have seen dads as a whole become kind of like, I, I always use like, television uh, comedies or shows as an example, because they always paint the dad as being like this goofy guy that doesn't know anything. And like, he always does stuff wrong. Like the Homer Simpson. Exactly. And I've always had a problem with that because growing up, the dad was an icon. He was the, one of the main, you know, nucleus aspects of the family where he protected, he provided, he was in shape. Um, and I think that comes from having the military individuals and, in, you know, in my life as well, those, those were the dudes I looked up to, you know, um, my grandpa, my uncles, my dad, like they all encompass that, that masculinity. Um, and we don't have that now. So Alva dad came about, um, roughly a year and a half ago. And basically the idea of it was to help develop guys um, through a series of creating events by coaching and by creating just some cool apparel too. I mean, something that you can throw on and be proud of. Um, you understand this, but ultimately it was also a place for myself. So it's a little selfish as well because me as a dad, I was, I'm not saying I have a problem with connecting with dudes, but listen, if all you want to do is watch football and talk yeah, about nonsense. You're not, you're not my kind of guy, you know. You're not my kind of guy. I'm sorry, man. I want to be out in the woods. I want to be out shooting. I want to be out, you know, playing with my kids and 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 doing stuff that's adventurous. And I feel like nowadays men are so neutered in that concept. All they all you see them they're out of shape. They they don't put any work into themselves. They're not, you know, they're not putting in the time to learn new skills. Shoot, most of the dads that I know and think you're a millennial just like I am dude they can't fix anything I'm like what do you mean your your dryer's broken and you had to call somebody and pay five I, I just fix that shit myself like you know what I mean like it, it really boggles me how, how nobody wants to do anything and that's really where alpha dad came from so yeah what I mean go to, going broader like why do you think that is like how how have we gotten there you know dude that is a long discussion in and of itself but to kind of summarize that is there is a war on the nuclear family. Mm. And basically through a series of programming over the last century or longer, essentially, we've had that. Um, men have been pushed down, beat down to not being the main provider. And I mean, look, I'm all about, you know, female empowerment. I got a girl. My wife is an engineer for AT&T. Like, I'm a big supporter. I, call, I say she's the brains in the family. But for me, 
I have seen men being beat down for such a long time now that we're at this point where it's okay just to be a dumb fat guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> In my head, it's not. Mm. Uh, when it, when you got married, okay. Was that the apex of your life or did you continue past that? And that's something that we don't ever take accountability for anymore. You know, once you get to, to the marriage aspect of life and past that, it seems like people just, they, they fall into bad habits of getting out of shape. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't put time to better themselves anymore. And with that, that's where I kind of had the idea. I was like, let's create a concept of coaching and a, and a, a brand that encompasses men to become better individuals again, you know, not just to yourself, but even to your wife, Drew, what if you just stopped putting the effort in after mm -hmm. marriage? And that's the, the thing. A lot of guys do this. They sit back on the couch. They're playing video games. They're into porn, which is messing up their marriage. Um, they don't give their kids any attention. They can't go out and play ball with their kids because they're going to fall over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is a way to kind of put accountability back into the, into the front lines of who you are as an individual and then really getting true with yourself. You know, getting true with how to get in shape, how to take and provide for, for your family, you know, how to create wealth. Um, most of all, how to create mental clarity again. You know, people nowadays are just running around with such a fog. They don't know what's left or right. Mm -hmm. And if we can help benefit them to have a better path of understanding and to quit looking at their marriage day as the best day of their life, that every day is now gradually getting better. You know, me and my wife, we grow, we've grown together over the last, shoot, we're coming up on 20 years. We're high school sweethearts. <laughs> and it, it's crazy. You know, we've been married 10 years, but it's crazy to me how we've progressively gotten better over time. People are always like, Chris, you look younger and better today than you did, you know, five, 10 years ago. And I'm like, because that's what I'm trying to do. I want, I owe it not only to myself, but to my wife to be that better version. Mm -hmm. I want to be sp smarter. I want to be in better shape. Um, and then getting in, back to the alpha dad thing, I lost con control in an understanding of who I was. I was falling in those bad areas. So for me, alpha dad was essentially an encompassment of Chris getting back on track with what he needs to do. And yeah. then it allowed me to want to help other dads. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to hear you say like, and, and I think you would probably agree that like most guys, like it's in our DNA to like to be a provider, right? Uh, yeah. And kind of like be leaders, right? But 100%. at the end of the day, like, um, you know, we, we just don't, like you said, we don't have that middle clarity. And then we, we also don't realize that like, in order for us to show up 100%, like we need to be taking care of ourselves. Um, and it's a huge thing that I, I always say is, you know, instead of being with your family 100% of the time at 60%, like take some time to work on yourself like be with, you know, be work on you, but be with your family 60% of the time and yeah. have a 100% effort. Right. Um, you know, so I think it's just kind of like having that switch to realize that like, you know what, I have to work on, on myself, I have to work on my mind, I have to work on my clarity, I have to work on my fitness to be able to show up like for my family better, you know? A hundred percent. And it's funny how, you know, when you're on an airplane and they tell you about the oxygen mask, they yep. tell you put yours on first before you put on somebody else's. Yeah. It's the same concept in life, just like you said. 
in order for me to help others, I have to have my own cup full mm-hmm. so that I can start filling other people's cups. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I can say with that is that even for me, it was about getting, it was about working on Chris. Um, and what's amazing is as soon as I started working on myself by getting my, my mind right, lowering my anxiety, I was going through a little like anxiety depression era where I was drinking a lot too. Well, I had to take account. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I want change. I need to, I need to figure out a way to get out of this darkness. And that's what I did. So a lot of times people don't know that way. And unfortunately, I can't tell you, you can't tell anybody, you have to figure it out on your own when enough is enough and you're, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? And that's when you start moving into a new era. And then, like you said, that's when you start filling up that cup. And what's amazing about it is when you start putting in that time on your, on your own to maybe meditate, get in a better shape, start working out every day again, it starts flowing into other areas of your life. It's amazing how work got better. Family time got better. We started doing date nights again every week. And then our love relationship got better. It's just amazing how everything comes full circle when you take time to focus on yourself a little bit. Yeah. I find myself getting into that trap too, man, of like, you know, if, if I like have a bad week, it just kind of like spirals out of control. But, but the, the more that I start to focus on myself and like make sure my morning routine is in check, right? Like I've got that down. I'm getting yeah. fitness in, I'm getting meditation in. Um, like you said, it just bleeds into everything, man. Um, but like tactically for you, you said you were in a place, you wanted to make a change. Like, what did that, what did that change look like for you? Like, what were some of the first things that you did to, to one, like take stock and say like, this is where I'm at. Uh, but then two, you know, to take those, like those tactical next steps. Yeah. So for me, it was, there was a couple things and number one, it started where <clears throat> some people are, they're, they're familiar with real estate. Some people aren't. So I'm going to kind of go through this briefly. Um, so as a real estate agent, you're a part of a brokerage or you can be a part of a team and things like that. So you have to be with somebody unless you get your, your own brokerage license. Okay. So I was working on a team and <clears throat> it was, it was great, man. I, they taught me everything about real estate that I needed to know, but I just was not happy with what I was doing. It was more of a nine to five demanding job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, of course, were showing houses and working way later into the night. Um, cause as most people know, you're going to show houses anywhere between nine o'clock AM to nine o'clock PM. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. I was severely unhappy with what I was doing. Um, and it's not real estate. It was the type of job that I had. So I was a listings manager and I was taking care of, you know, 50 plus homes at the time and having to make sure every client was happy, every customer. And like, it was just a lot. So I was doing a lot of drinking. I was not taking care of myself. I quit working out every day. And what a lot of people don't know is I, you know, I, I used to fight MMA, uh, 12, 15 years ago now. Um, I was in like the best shape of my life. I did it competitively. I loved every aspect of it. Uh, Once I kind of came out of that, I let myself go. And then for the last 10 years, I literally abused my body with alcohol, eating crap food and not working out, you know, religiously like I need to. Um, And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. It's not the cheeseburger that you ate yesterday that makes you fat. It's doing that for the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like seriously, and it's the drinking and it's not the beer that you had yesterday. It's 10 years of drinking that's causing the problem. So for me, it was a self-check. You know, I wasn't happy physically. Um, I, I've always been kind of the short fat kid when I was in school and I still deal with that now, but I had to learn how to eat correctly. And I was tired of having that captain dad bod. You know, when you go out on the beat, like, I want to look good for my kids. I want to look good for my wife. I want to be a representation of, you know, the best version of myself. And it was messing with me, man. It, to go from having, having a fighter's body to being captain dad bod, man, that, it really takes toll on you. So then, you know, over time it creates anxieties, it creates depression, and then it just snowballs into something so much bigger. And just like I said before, I just got tired of it. Like I said, something has to change. What is it? And I started seeking what that was. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up getting a coach. And from that point, my coach helped put me in the right areas to, to better my life, mm -hmm. which, was, which was amazing. Yeah, I think that's huge, man. Um, you know, like I think most people probably don't have like a mentor or a coach or, or somebody that's helping guide them, you know, but um it's tough to do it on your own man especially when you're in a place uh kind of similar to where, to where you know you were and, and where i've been at times of like i just don't know what to do right yeah. um, and and having somebody break it down like this stupid simple steps right of like hey just tomorrow do, do just one thing yeah right? all i want you to do um and, and it just gives you that clarity to where you know you, you focus on like what is just the next thing that i have to do um, as opposed to like, where am I trying to guide my life, you know, to the next like 10 years, right. uh, which can be extremely overwhelming. So um, do you have any, um, I guess, any tips and tricks, I guess, for people that have like never tried to, to hire a mentor or hire a coach or maybe somebody that's in like, you know, some uh, financial rough past that can't like, can't hire a coach. Like, what's a good step for them? Yeah. So one thing that I can really tell you because my first step wasn't getting a coach. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. It was, it was more in lines of, I'm freaking out. I need to figure out what I can do to help reduce my anxieties in life and then go from there. So number one is you have to take a real hard, deep look into yourself as far as what needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was dealing with almost like a, a paralyzing anxiety where I wouldn't even want to leave the house. Um, I was so over overburdened with just priority. Like, and I know this doesn't always make sense to people, but between work, family, we were building a new house. There was so much going on as far as my input being needed. I wasn't prioritizing myself throughout the day. So I was running around like chicken mm -hmm. with head cut off. So what I can tell you is, when you start looking at yourself, you need to figure out what is causing problems within your life. For me, it was my anxiety. That was number one. So what a lot of guys say about therapists is I don't want to talk to a freaking therapist because, you know, I don't want to sit down on a couch and have to tell them about my life. Listen, for those of you that may be in this position where you need to deal with something, a therapist can be like a coach, just like you know, a nutritionist, a physical trainer, anything, a therapist can be there for your mind. And that's something, that's a hurdle I had to get past. Um, my wife told me that I needed to go see somebody for many years and I just was so hardheaded. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not wasting my time nor my money to talk to some person. Um, but it wasn't until a really good friend of mine, he kind of broke that 
that idea for me and said, Chris, I'm going to come in and I'm going to help coach you mentally. I'm going to show you some tricks. I'm going to show you some tools, things that you can do to help reduce this overbearing feeling that you have. And then let's bring you back. And just like you said earlier, Drew, it wasn't the end goal that we were trying to achieve. It was one day at a time with reducing or getting control over the feeling I was having. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as we started to break that open over a long time, then I started having the ability to manage myself better and to manage my anxieties differently. And then I went from somebody being on medication to somebody not even needing it anymore. I work out every day. I take my supplements. I meditate. I know what I need to do to ensure that Chris's head is right for the day. Mm -hmm. And it's something that has to be learned. It's not anything that, you know, I can just tell you, okay, do this, this, and this, and this is going to fix all your problems. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you think about it too, right? Like, like, let's say the example, you know, somebody that's never played basketball before, right? Wants to go out and play basketball. Like, are you just going to go like start shooting free throws and like keep missing, keep missing, keep missing? Like, no, you're going to go to somebody that knows how to freaking play basketball, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, man, can you help me out a little bit? You know, whether you pay them or whether they give you free lessons or whatever. And the same thing, right? Like if you're having issues like, you know, with that and you want to talk to a therapist, like, like you said, it's almost like a coach, you know, for your mind to kind of help get your mind right. Yep. And that's a perfect analogy because when you look at the mind, I'm not an expert. You know, I went to school. uh, I've taught myself things. You know, I can watch YouTube videos and figure out things pretty quick, but there's a lot more to the mind. That's why they spent, I mean, there's countless books on it, right? Mm -hmm. I have probably nine of them sitting right here behind me that that I go through. Um, And it's, it's an understanding of if you can control the mind, you can control the body. And if you can start controlling everything else in that manner, you can control your actions better. You can quit thinking emotionally and start thinking logically. And that's when you get outside of that realm of anxious, anxiety, depression, et cetera, because you're moving away from um, the emotion and more into the logic. Yeah. And, and a funny, it's funny, a trick that one of my, my buddy, he taught me was, he said, Chris, when you start feeling overwhelmed um, and you don't know what to do, he said, start counting in random numbers. And I said, well, Adam, I said, why do you, why do you do that? He goes, because it's a different part of the brain. Anxiety can't be on the other side, on the logical part. He said, anxiety deals with more of the emotion and you can't have emotion and logic at the same time. So it's very interesting to me how he kind of broke some of that down just to show me some tricks. Mm-hmm. And I may be completely botching that. Um, again, I'm not a medical professional, <laughs> but the way that he kind of showed me some of the tools that I can use to better my mind as a as its own you know platform to get past what I I needed to. And over a series of time, you know, that's when I started looking at other things. That's when I started looking into. I was like, okay, well, this is cool. I really enjoyed what I did with my buddy here. He he gave me what I needed. Let's look at other options in my life that I can get coaching at. So that's when I started getting a business coach. I started getting a, you know, a fitness coach. I started having somebody to write out nutritional plans and diets for me to get back on track. And it took a while, but you know what? (laughs) A year and a half into this journey, I'm down like 25 pounds. I'm not drinking anymore. I feel better. Like I have more time with my kids because I prioritize different things now. It's, it's crazy. And I can also give account to the 75 hard program. I, I know some of you guys probably have heard of that, but 
Could yeah, really shout out to uh, Andy Frisella. So yeah. I've listened to him for forever, man. He is he's the man. Yeah, it's and it really is. It's not about just fitness. It's about reprogramming your mind um, and learning how to take account into your schedule for prioritizing what you need to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, kind of on the, the same lens as the 75 hour program, I think like a big thing is it can feel overwhelming, right? If you're in that spot, but trying to break it down to like a day by day to where it's small chunks and it's just going to continue to like stack up wins, stack up momentum. Yep. Um, you know, and then like before you look, before you like realize you look back, it's 75 days later and you're like, holy shit, like I'm a completely different person, you know, yep. and you weren't focusing on like day 75, you're focusing on like, all right, I just got to do my five things today. Right. And then I'll do the five things tomorrow when it comes. So, um, Chris, I'd love to hear, like, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you, you've had the, the opportunity to like get some coaching, get some mentoring on the mental side. Um, what, what is like, what do you do now to find that? that point of clarity and that like place where you can have the space to, uh, to really like create a vision. So do you, do you do anything like on, a, on, you know, on, uh, like for every day you do meditation visualization stuff like that? Yeah, I have, uh, essentially I keep very similar lists to the 75 hard. So every day I work out, that's a must. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to drink roughly a gallon of water or more mm-hmm. every day, uh, I stick to a pretty strict diet. So I'm really big into um, the 24 fasting. Well, it's not really fasting. It's more of like time restrictive eating. Mm-hmm. So I eat within a four hour window. That's very positive for me. That's and it. Then, four hours a day is when you're eating? Four hours a day. You're not just get like super hungry at night? <laughs> Dude, it, listen, a lot of people have their doubts, but you... It's not something you can go from zero to 100 in. You got to build yeah. your tolerance up. Um, start by like skipping a meal that you don't really need, like a breakfast or a dinner. Mm-hmm. But once you develop it, I have, n- I have no crash throughout the day. Really? People that get the 2.30, 3 o'clock slump, dude, I just breeze through that stuff. It's yeah. crazy. I've done the intermittent fasting stuff where you do like eight hours, but I've never done it four hours before. The only time I get tired is right after I eat a big meal. That's it. You should just not eat. And just you know, if that's that, that makes you tired. I mean, Two twenty-four. You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, other than for that, I also so I got my list over here, and that's those are my my non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, and then I have a, a, a few more. So being in real estate, I want to make sure that I get one appointment a day, and I yep. want to create three new leads a day. So okay. for me, those are my non-negotiables. I have to do those every day. Yeah. Um, what's amazing about that is if you do those every day, which they're not, that's not a whole lot, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, it creates compounding actions. Yeah. So you start seeing that benefit, you know, a month from now, three months from now, every quarter, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and what's, that, what's your, I would say what's cool about that is those are all things that are directly within your control too. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it's, did I, did I do this today or did I not do this today? Right. And then if you yep. do it and you do it consistently, like you're going to see results. Like it might not happen right away, but like you said, it's going to compound and you're going to see results. Well, there's no other choice because um, just like you said, you you only have control over certain things in your life. I don't have control over the real estate industry, what's going on in the, you know, in the business world, things like that. Those are all out. But I do have control over setting up one appointment today. Mm-hmm or getting three new contacts, maybe reaching out to people I haven't talked to in the last five years, you know, recreating new relationships. The same thing with your body. That's the number one thing that you do have control over 
is what goes in your mouth and what you do as far as physical requirement goes. Mm. If you, that's the only thing you should be help holding yourself accountable to right now. You know, it has nothing to do with, you know, it, it's not your wife's attitude or the kids acting like crazy hellions, you know, it's you, you literally have control over yourself. And if you can eat good and work out once a day, hundred percent, it can change everything in your life. What other, what other non-negotiables do you have? Um, those are really my big ones. I don't have anything crazy. I mean, it, I keep it real simple. Um, I don't want to tack on too much. I do have a couple things that I'm kind of messing with right now because I'm building some other things currently um, on the side with Alpha Dad and some other things. But, you know, it's, it's a matter of, it goes back to the 75 hard program and it teaches you how to get control over certain things, but you don't want those, those results or you don't want those goals to get too much because if I start making 10, 15 goals in a day, I can't hit that. It's not manageable. My day has so many variables, but if I keep it to five, five allows me to really keep track. I know that I can wake up, take my kid to school, go to the gym. Yep. You know what I mean? I can eat a good solid meal or meals every day. Yep. I know I can carry around a water jug and drink a gallon of water a day. Yep. I know I can pick up my phone and make an appointment once a day. So that's what I'm saying. It's the it's it's hitting compounding action every day. But knowing that it's within my if I did if I miss it, that's on me. Cause that yeah. it shouldn't have been missed. Yeah, that's on so me. Yeah. Yeah. My my um non-negotiables, I have five of them. Um I try to hit them every single day. Is same thing, physical activity, right? I, I I sweat for at least 35 minutes a day, which is like, hey, if I can't do that, like something's wrong with me, right? I, I need 35 minutes, right? That's all I gotta do. Um yep. now I do I do meditation, I do gratitude. Um, I said, you, you corrected me. That was my other one. I do prayer and meditation in the morning. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I do, yeah, gratitude. And then I do my intention. So I set my intention for the day in the morning. Um, uh, basically like, Hey, you know, what am I trying to get out of today? How do I want to approach the day? Um, you know, how do I want to spend time with my kids? Like, how do I want to feel when I'm with my kids, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. and then the, the next one is the, the, that same night is planning for the next day. Um, so I think we, we approach it a little bit differently. I, um, you kind of have your, like your financial targets as part of your non-negotiables. Um, I think, I think that's great by the way, too. And I think, um, it really depends on like what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, all, all those things, like regardless of whether it's my non-negotiables, yours or, or anybody else's, like it's something that is literally 100% within your control. You can do it or not do it. Uh, but if you do it like day in and day out, like it's going to have that compounding effect, you know? Yep. And that's something that we don't, we don't always take into account. We think of the end goal or mm -hmm. we think of the, the macro aspect of what we're trying to create here. We're not thinking of it in a micro sense. Mm -hmm. And the micro is what you need. You know, it's, you don't have to step up to the plate and hit a home run every time, but if you can get, you know, a base hit, I mean, that's going to greatly enhance your chances of getting to home plate you know every time you get up to bat yeah single 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 still can turn into runs well chris so tell me a little bit about more about the alpha dad like you mentioned a couple times here but like what what are what are exactly are you guys doing there i know you're doing some retreats and stuff um you know if, if i'm a dad and say hey i'm interested in alpha dad like what what should i expect 
Yeah, so right now we do have a coaching group. It's more of a community for, for dads that they can join in on. Um, it's a way for people to interact and to grow collectively. Um, what I've learned is that there's not just one person that has all the answers. It's an experienced thing. So there's things that you've gone through, Drew, with your kids that I haven't gone through yet. But to be able to have a dad or another, you know, another guy just to lean on and ask questions or need help with something, um, I think that's big in today's world. And, you know, having the Internet, why not have a community where you can do right. that? Um, so Alpha Dad is first and foremost that. We also have events that we put on. So we do pistol training, everything from level one to concealed carry, you know, level three, four, where we're getting into, you know, I'm going to try and hold you down and you have to get away and then shoot dark. Like there's some crazy stuff that we do and it's really fun. Um, we have carbine classes. Uh, we also, we got a couple, I don't want to call them retreats, but we have a couple different things that we're going to be doing this year for dads um, with their kids as well. So maybe some fishing trips, camping trips, things like that. How bring in maybe like a survivalist so he can teach some classes on like how to find water, how to, you know, forge food, um, how to make a fire. There's so many different aspects to it. And it's just getting back to that, that grit of being outdoors again. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a really big part of it. Um, and then we have, uh, we have some really cool networking opportunities for guys um, who are interested in building, you know, the business, whether they're entrepreneurs or local business owners um, that we'll be doing. I'm trying to cater it in a lot of different areas. And then I think one of the other big ones that we're going to do is we're going to have a combatives class and a couple boxing classes. Okay. And the good news with that is, you know, I'll be able to step in and kind of coach and teach with some of that as well. So that's, I enjoy that. I used to coach MMA and jiu-jitsu back when I was training. So for me to kind of step in again, I, that's always been fulfilling for me. I love helping yeah. people. I've always wanted to do that, man. Like, um, in the army we do like combatives which is based off of uh a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a little bit of like krav maga or something mm -hmm. like that. um it's kind of a combination and they have like different levels and like level i think level one is basically you just have to get punched in the face really hard and like you get certified as level one <laughs> um and then i think level two is like you got to roll around a little bit you know like learn a couple moves um and then you know it keeps continuing to go out there but um yeah, it's just something that's always been interesting to me. I've never really like taken the time to really like learn it um, and practice it, but I, it's something like it's one of my goals over the next like year or two is to start to get into that, to start to train, you know, at least a couple of days a week. Yeah. Um, what's really interesting to me about it is it's almost like a mental game, you know, um, more than it is a physical sport, right? Like you're you're using your your opponent's momentum like against them against them. And it just seems like you're constantly like thinking like, what's the next step based off of what this move is? And like, how do I react and, and all that stuff? So it seems awesome. It's uh, the best way to compare it is it's, it's human chess. That's what yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. um, for every move, there's a counter move. Um, and it's just, there's so much thought that goes into it. There's, it's not just getting out there and just grabbing hold of somebody and trying to rip their arm off, you know, yeah. you actually take the time to understand the fluidity aspects of it's meant for small people. And that's what I love. Cause I was always, I mean, I'm, I'm five foot seven roughly. And I was a hundred, 150 pounds soaking wet back when I was fighting and I'd, I'd cut down to one thirty fives. I was always the smallest on the team, but I, I get to roll around with 230, 250 pound guys. And 
to be able to jump on their backs and choke them and things like, I mean, it's, it's, it's empowering to be the little guy and being able to, to do that. So. Yeah. And what, what's always like cool is, is, um, so we, we would roll around a little bit and like, since I don't know what I'm doing, I'd just like try my hardest for like three minutes, you know? Yep. And then like by the end of three minutes, I'd, I'd be like throwing up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it just takes so much energy, you know? And, and with that, I guess you, you kind of learn how to, you know, to, to be reserved, like you said, to think about like what the next move is and like to not just expend 100% of your energy in, yeah. in like the first 30 seconds because there's no way that's sustainable. So I think, yeah, it's just really cool, man. It's something I, I definitely want to get into. So, well, so you guys, that's, you guys that's have another, chance, let me know. Yeah. Um, so that's another really good point with what you just brought up. Um, and that was getting guys to see that you can exhaust yourself in less than 60 seconds if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, easily. And if you're not in shape, it's less than that. Like 15 seconds. Of like yes. <laughs> um, it was so my whole thing when we when we step up and we try to help some of these guys is understanding to be the protector, to to be the first line of defense against somebody trying to hurt you and your family. You know, where do you stand physically? Do you have the the appropriate technique or tools, you know, in your toolbox to help fight somebody off? And that was it. And what's funny is back when I, I used to train some of the uh, police officers in Atlanta, um, I'd come up there and teach uh, tactical ground defense for them. And that would be the first thing I did. I'd have some of the biggest guys step up and wrestle me and mm -hmm. just, they would throw me down. I'd move, get back up. They'd throw me down. I'd get moved. And then all of a sudden in like 50 seconds, they're exhausted. Yeah. They're done. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm teaching you. You can't, go forward with a hundred percent of effort and expect to still be able to, to win the fight after a minute or two. Um, so what's really, what's really fun is when we get to have some of the guys step up and I'm a big advocate of getting punched in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. everybody's. Got I, I got a couple screws loose. I mean, my nose is crooked. I got messed up ears and everything else, but for me, I just love getting hit and hitting people. But to be able to step up and be like, Drew, you know what? You're going to get punched today. How are you going to react to that punch? Mm -hmm. And to be able to put people in uncomfortable positions, I don't know. It makes me happy. It excites me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I see the smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, um, so how, how can guys find out about uh, Alpha Dad? Like, I'll, I'll put all the links and stuff in there. But um, Yeah, we, we have everything um, on the events tab on our website so it's uh, join the alpha dads.com and then you can also access that through the uh the alpha dad store.com that we have you know all our apparel and stuff there's a direct link through there too okay. um but yeah just include all that in there and if anybody's interested in you know coming down here to wonderful georgia or if they're in the atlanta area they could come out there and hang with us so, so yeah what, what's the uh, what's the next event you guys are putting on right now it looks like april um, just because we're trying to get things a little bit warmer down here. Um, I got a carbine class coming up and then I'm going to do a combatives. Um, so essentially I'm going to be teaching takedowns, how to control you know, the situation from top, um, how to defend yourself from the bottom if you were to get knocked down. And then I'm going to be teaching some submissions and um, control moves. So okay. it'll be really good for, for guys that, you know, maybe want to learn that little extra technique or something. It's not, it's not anything crazy. It'll be like, just a very few things that we'll go over, but it is the base of a foundation um, to fighting on the ground. Okay, cool. 
Well, Chris, so I own like a fitness supplement company, right? So I'm like really into working out. Yep. Um, what are you doing daily? Like what's your workout regimen look like? Well, uh, first of all, I drink me some Epic Dad. <laughs> yeah, a little plug there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to link in the description for that too. Work out. <laughs> um, and actually I do. I actually have bought both flavors. I switch them out pretty frequently during the week and man, it, it does work. I love it. So I love how natural it is, even fasting. So I did my research on it, even fasting, I can still take it and it doesn't interrupt that. So it gives me like an extra boost in the morning. But anyways, um, yeah. So my first thing is just like you, I take my kids to school in the morning. I love that. Um, I love yeah, that's part of my day, man. spending a little time, you know, with my kid and just to have conversation on how we can set her, her day up to be the best day possible mm -hmm. and, and teach them that it's about the attitude going into it not you know what happens throughout the day but um as soon as i get them dropping them off i come back um i do have a little place over here in our neighborhood that has a full gym and i have a full gym in my basement um so i kind of alt alternate um between the two i i feel like when i work out at home i get a little i get caught up with work or something like that it messes yeah. me up um or the family needs me so i usually go over there and i have a I keep it really simple. I have a dedicated schedule each day. So Monday we do push, Tuesday we do um, pulls, Wednesdays we do legs, and then like Thursdays um, it's either a rest if I'm busy or we restart the schedule. And then I do a cardio session on Sundays. So I'm always pushing myself every day. I really, I try not to give myself too much of a break um, just because I need a minimum 48, 45 minute workout um, to an hour, but sometimes we push past that. What's but, your, uh, what's your cardio looking like? What are you doing? Uh, right now. So I got a bum knee, but I'm pushing my limits on the bike and on the treadmill as much as I can until this Georgia weather warms up a little bit more. And then I'll be back on the road. Um, I like to run the trails and get on the road a little bit just cause hey, man, I'm, I say I'm running my first half marathon late April. If dang. I to join. Heck no. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like i have a lot of mixed emotions about it um i think the longest i've ever run is probably like i don't know six seven miles and so this will be like my first like real distance run you know yeah. um and yeah i hate running i really do um and no, it's, it's horrible that is the yeah, worst thing it's, it's terrible man i hate it so much i don't know why i signed up but um well i mean i know why like i want it's a challenge i haven't done before yeah. right like it's the reason why but um but uh, but yeah. So if you're down, man, you can come deal with me. April, uh, late <laughs> April. Come out there and support, man. I ain't running it. <laughs> I, I did plenty of running back when I was fighting. I mean, we coach used to make us run a sub minute mile, sub six minute mile. Sorry, and uh, it was horrible. And yes. I, I mean, that, we were in the best shape of our lives back in our early twenties. So I can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, Chris, man, I, I appreciate you having me on, and I'll um. I'll I'll uh, hit up all the links, guys, down in the um, comment section. So you guys go check it out for that. Go support Chris. Uh, go support his his mission, what he's doing to, to help dads become the best versions of themselves. Um, and Chris, man, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. Yeah. And just so, you know, anybody out there, don't be a stranger. Um, I'm a super friendly dude. I'll share anything and everything that I have in my brain to help somebody out. Um so don't hesitate to, to direct message me or anything like that. I, I just want to help people grow and become better dads, better men, and 
better leaders for our community is number one. You know, if we can, if we can just help one person, then that's, we're, we're changing, you know, a lot. So. Awesome, Chris. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to do it. And we will, uh, we'll see you on the next episode.